Have you ever considered the impact your work environment has on your health and your productivity? Enter Uplift Desk, a revolutionary standing desk designed to transform the way you work. And that's just the beginning of what Uplift Desk has to offer. With an emphasis on ergonomics and customization, Uplift Desk offers a solution that caters to the dynamic needs of modern professionals. Whether you're coding, designing, or podcasting, like I am right now, the flexibility to switch between sitting and standing can significantly enhance your focus and vitality. What makes Uplift Desk stand out is not just their commitment to quality and innovation, but also their dedication to creating a healthier workspace. With options to customize from over 100 desktop materials and a plethora of accessories, Uplift Desk ensures that your work setup is uniquely yours, promoting better posture and movement throughout the day. And here's an offer to get you started on a healthier work journey starting today. Go to upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting for 5% off your order. That's upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting to get 5% off your entire order. Your health, your productivity, your future self will thank you. Again, that's upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting and get 5% off your entire order today. Have you ever had that heart-stopping moment when you realized you forgot the password to a critical account? I have, and that's exactly why I switched to 1Password years ago, and honestly, it's been a game-changer. I can't do without 1Password, and I know that if you give it a try, you will feel the same way. And when you support our sponsors, then you support the show. So I encourage you to check out what 1Password has to offer one of the things 1Password has to offer is it combines top-tier security with an award-winning design, making password management a breeze for anyone, anywhere. From the moment I started using 1Password, I said goodbye to the days of resetting passwords and worrying about security breaches. You see, 1Password isn't just about convenience. It's about saving you from the real cost of data breaches and the daily time suck of password resets. It works seamlessly across all your devices, filling in passwords for you so that you can sign in with a click. And the best part, all you need to do is remember one strong password that protects everything else. I've been using 1Password for as long as I can remember. My family is using it. Everyone in this household has bought in. It's, again, a game changer. It's completely transformed how I handle my digital security and my family feels the same way. We've gotten away from using the same passwords again and again and again, or sticky note reminders or having that notebook that says passwords I must remember. Plus, 1Password is trusted by millions, including giants like IBM and Slack. With 1Password, my digital life and my family's digital life is not only more secure, but infinitely simpler. And look, if you've ever been frustrated by a family member constantly asking for passwords, 1Password's secure sharing has been a total relationship saver for me. It's so secure that the Associated Press relies on it in high-risk areas, which means it's more than capable of keeping your digital life safe and streamlined. So why not make the switch? Protect yourself, your family, and your business with 1Password. It's the simple and secure way to manage your digital life. And right now, listeners of A Productive Conversation get a free two-week trial at onepasswordcom slash productive convo. 
That's two free weeks at onepassword.com slash productive convo. Again, onepassword.com slash productive convo. Check out one password. I know you'll fall in love with it like my whole family has. Again, that's onepassword.com slash productive convo for two free weeks. Check it out today. Hi, I'm Prashant Nair, and I'm about to have a productive conversation with Mike Vardy. Welcome to A Productive Conversation. It's me, Mike Vardy. And if you are into email management, this conversation is for you. Uh, I am joined by Prashant Nair, who uh, it gets email. And I have looked at a lot of different ways to manage email over the years, and there's plenty of different options out there. I've taught about email management, but Prashant gets it. Like, Prashant just gets it like nobody else that I've come across. And he's a productivity and work-life balance uh, expert who's helped tens of thousands of people worldwide through his email. And he also, it's not just email, meeting and time and task transformation trainings. Transformation's key. This email management method we're going to talk about, the stack method, will transform how you handle email. Uh, You can get everything that you need uh, about email management from this conversation. So pay attention. Because if email is a pain point for you and there's an area of friction, we're about to fix that. Here's a productive conversation, my productive conversation, uh, the productive conversation about email, of all things, with Prashant Nair. Prashant, thanks so much for taking the time to join me on the program today. Thank you. Thanks Thanks for having me. So, so the day before we recorded this, I sent you an email, and I did it for two reasons. Number one, to, uh, to kind of really... Uh, tell you how appreciative I am of the stack method, which is what we're going to get into today and email management and your approach to it. I was like, this is, this is pretty awesome. This is a more people need to know about this more, not just organizationally, uh, but people who just are managing email and they don't have, I mean, it, anybody should use, should use this. It, I literally wrote down in my notes, literally my new favorite email uh, method. Now I do have my own three mail method that I use, but it's integrated with time crafting. So for people who use time crafting and theme their days and stuff like that, that's fine. But actually when you hear us talk about the stack method, you're like, Oh, there's elements that are, that are there. There's very similar elements. Um, the second reason I emailed you is I'm like, I wonder what folder he's going to put me in. I wonder if this, <laughs> like, I wonder how he's going to respond to that. So, um, all right, first off, all right, I want to get into, uh, what was the pain point for you with email where you said enough of this garbage, the way that, you know, you, you must've been dealing with email the way that most people dealt with it for a while. Like, I mean, because we were, there's no, just like with text messaging, there's no, I mean, technology comes, we're like, here's how, here's, here's Microsoft Outlook, here's Hotmail, here's how you should use it from the company that wants you to use it the way that they want you to use it. And you're like, okay, I guess this is how we use it. Uh, when was the tipping point for you to say, wait, hold on a second. This is not, this is not going to help me not only get through my email, but also with all the other things that I need to do throughout the day. Yeah. I mean, I think that tipping point was right around 2005, 2006. I was a double Gemini at that point in, in its, uh, in its, um, history was focused on project management. And so I was a project manager. I was managing larger and larger projects and programs. New York 
uh, is just like any other big city. It's kind of a big, small place. Mm -hmm. And I found that uh, I was uh, had a knack for project management. I was managing larger and larger programs, multi-million dollar programs for some of these blue chip companies in the city. And instead of working on smaller projects at logistics firms, other places that I've been in, suddenly managing projects with 100 resources and I'm getting 300, 350 emails a day. And it just wasn't sustainable. There's no way to stay on top of the work that I need to do, the projects, and all of these communications. And so kind of hit the breaking point and decided that, you know, I needed a, a technique. Well, and the other thing is, I mean, again, working in project management, there are tried, tested, and, and true ways to work through projects, but there's more than one. That's the other thing too, right? Like email, it seems to me, as somebody who's spent time in this space like you, that there's never really, like, there's been thoughts about how to, oh, well, you know, and you talk about this in the video series, which by the way, you're listening to this, hit the link in the podcast app of choice. If you're watching this or, or looking at this or listening to this on the website, the link is there to go to the video series, which is the most comprehensive email training that I've seen paid or unpaid out of the gate. Like it's well done. So congratulations to you on that because it was engaging. It was, I mean, I'm probably a bit of an edge case because I love productivity and this is what I do for a living. But for anyone who, like my wife came into the room at, when I was looking at it and she's like, what's that? I'm like, well, this is email management. She goes, what? One thing she goes, well, who, why do we need email management training? I'm like, exactly. No, no people, people don't think about this stuff. So when did you say, okay, this is how I'm going this, the way we're working, isn't working. Um, I'm going to develop this method for myself. It's probably a lot like Ryder Carroll, right? Where he started, started bullet journaling for himself and someone said, Hey, that's kind of cool. You should do that for more people. Is that kind of the way it worked for you too? Yeah. I mean, I, I, so back in 2004, getting things done was pretty popular. Yep. And, you know, I thought, wow, maybe I'm going to try to apply this to my email. I found that it just didn't work. There's too much sorting. Like you have to move things. The, 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 the folder method is so great and getting things done, which by the way, I, David's been on the show before I've, I know and love David's work. Um, but there are, when it comes to email, it, it, it doesn't fit the same way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a mix between time-based and urgency-based uh, prioritization. And, you know, it, uh, you know, unlike the stack method, for those of you that, are, that don't know, or that are listening to this pro podcast, the kind of the key to the uh, stack method is that we don't look at our inbox as a set of messages. We look at them as a set of actions. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, so I'd say that, you know, I started working on it in, in about 2004. Um, and, uh, friends started noticing how I was managing my inbox. Colleagues started noticing and they asked me to start teaching them. So I kind of did these, you know, back of the napkin things, you know, <laughs> for a number of years. Um, but I never really went after it formally um, until about 2012, which is when I really had this breakthrough that emails are actions. Yeah. You know, I tried a whole bunch of different, um, I, I kind of a mix of different techniques uh, before that. But once I had that breakthrough, I kind of felt like I was onto something and that I really wanted to share it with other people. So I started putting together the class and, and taking it from there. Can you tell me the moment, like what, number one, when you made that? Because I've had those moments too, where you have that epiphany of like, wait, this is what this is. And it just flips the switch. Do you remember the exact moment when that happened. And I mean, I, I, and, and the feeling where it's like, this is it. 
Yeah. So, uh, you know, sitting my, uh, in my desk at my desk at the time in my office in, uh, in New York city, um, which was on Lafayette and I was staring at my inbox and I'm kind of felt hopeless. I was like, I've tried all these techniques. They're not sticking. They're, you know, the, the key to any productivity technique is that it has to be complete. Mm -hmm. It's just like, having organizing your house if you don't have a place to put everything then those things are going to end up on your living room floor right right and you know and it, but it goes beyond that you have to basically deal with all the small little edge cases as well so productivity system has to be complete and i just was looking at my email i'm like this isn't complete this isn't working and i had familiarity because you know we at double gemini we teach other productivity techniques around meeting management um task management file management so on mm -hmm. And so um, I was like, this isn't working. It's not complete. And I was like, okay, I'm going to just declare email bankruptcy and call it a day. And then I was looking at these messages and suddenly it hit me. I'm like, wow, you know what? That's not a message. That's, that's a reminder. And wait, that's an action. That's something I've got to do. And wait, that's a meeting that I've got to schedule. That's something that I've got to delegate. And so as I was like starting to think through this, I was getting kind of more and more excited about it. And I was like, wait a minute. Okay, if I've got to organize these, I got to put them into folders. Okay, this isn't going to work. Okay, let me try it. And then I tried it. And um, it just like all these years of uh, kind of trial and error kind of came together in about 15 minutes. And the stack method in its kind of current incarnation was born. It's pretty, pretty exciting. You took the red pill. You took the red yeah. pill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it, it, to me, it, it, I think the, the one thing I really loved about going through the stack method, which, again, like I said, if you're not, there's, there's lots. There's the only handle it once method. There's Yesterbox. Tony Shea had a, a method, uh, you know, the, the, the late Tony Shea had a message called Yesterbox. We're going to get to the yester component of that soon because you talk, you, you get into that a little bit during the video series. But what I liked about the way you presented it was the, you, you said, you, you, you pulled yourself back into beginner's mind with it. Like the, the, the way you present it, I, I could feel number one as, even though I know a lot about this stuff, I try to put myself back in like, what if I've never, what if I'm open to this and have never done it before? Like, how do you pull me in? And the way you did it was number one, you, and I think this has a lot to do with the fact you work with organizations is you understood the pain points of organizations very, very well. So you were able to not necessarily diffuse arguments, but you had compassion for the biases and arguments that would come up in people's brains, right? Like, so let's, let's get, let's get into those. Um, number one, inbox zero. This has been a um, measuring stick for productivity ever since the term was corrupted by those who started to take, and you know what I'm talking about, Merlin Mann's idea of inbox zero is not what we are doing today when it comes to inbox zero. It's because, because inbox zero is actually in its rawest form, its purest form, it's, it's a qualitative and quantitative element of productivity, right? Like it, it tells you, when you go into your inbox, you have no questions. It's not you have no email. It's that you, you nothing that you that isn't there already. You you have a sense of what's there, right? Um, so anything that comes new is like, oh well, this is new to me. But everything that was waiting there for you, whether it's an an inbox, where I'm putting in air quotes here because Lord knows the inbox 
such a an ambiguous term. You you tackle that. So I want to know for those that are like, but but inbox zero, like you know, especially once they go through the video series, they'll realize that you know there are you take it and you don't destroy the notion of what inbox zero has quote become, which is get your emails to zero and that's it. Uh, you you roll with it a bit. So can we get into that a little bit? Yeah, yeah, sure. So um, inbox zero, the, 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 the concept in, if, if we're taking it in a literal sense, is very fleeting. The yes. moment that, you know, in, in the stack method, the very first step is taking everything out of your inbox and putting into action folders and then working through those action folders in sequence. Um, inevitably, as you're working through those action folders, there's more emails that are coming back into your inbox, mm -hmm. right? So the key isn't uh, inbox zero, it's almost like uh, mind zero. So the key is closure. Right. And um, if you don't achieve closure on your email and under and and um, come up and, and basically have confidence that anything that's taken place in the past is accounted for, then those emails are going to basically weigh in on your consciousness and limit your cognitive ability. And so um, with the stack method, you empty it into action folders, then you methodically and patiently work through those action folders. And when you're done, let's say it was nine in the morning and, uh, and you were doing it at 9.45 or 10, uh, even sooner, uh, if, uh, depending on your, your volume, as soon as you're done, you've got closure in all of your emails that had come in before 9 a.m. And that creates such a mental relief that um, people actually uh, even uh, have even equated it uh, to almost a spiritual uh, experience, <laughs> a release, because they never get that kind of closure. And without it, people are basically suffering almost from a low-grade fever where there's this constant uh, feeling that something's slipping through the cracks. I'm missing something. I didn't get to something. And all of that basically limits our mental bandwidth and our ability to focus on the task at hand. You know, so so I think that's kind of the key. The key is uh, inbox zero uh, figuratively really should should trigger into people's minds the concept of getting closure on their email. And that's that's really Ever found yourself deep in a project, your flow state so intense that the world around you just fades away? That's the magic zone where ideas take flight and your work truly comes to life. But what if, in a blink, it could all disappear? Hard drives fail, coffee spills, and yes, even the dreaded accidental delete happens. But fear not, because CrashPlan has your back. Don't wait for disaster to strike. Head over to CrashPlan.com timecrafting now for a free trial and secure your creations with their limited time buy one get one offers. Supporting our sponsors means supporting this podcast. So take a moment to check them out. CrashPlan is the superhero of cloud-based data protection, specifically designed for people like us who live and breathe their digital creations. CrashPlan ensures that every file, every idea, and every piece of hard work is safely backed up and protected. With CrashPlan Professional, you get unlimited backup for your computers, 
not servers or cloud apps, just pure essential data protection for PC, Mac, and Linux. This means your business plans, designs, music, and documents are continuously encrypted and updated in their secure cloud without you lifting a finger. Imagine this, your laptop takes a dive during a late night work session. With CrashPlan, it's not a disaster, it's just a minor hiccup. Their service runs quietly in the background, safeguarding every change you make every 15 minutes. And if the worst happens, your files are just a few clicks away from being restored with unlimited version retention acting as your personal time machine. For businesses, CrashPlan's multi-tenant capabilities are a game changer. Buy as many licenses as you need, manage them with ease, and let your team or your IT admin restore data seamlessly, saving precious time and resources. So go to CrashPlan.com timecrafting now to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited buy one, get one offers for a productive conversation listeners. That's CrashPlan.com timecrafting. Back up better with CrashPlan. Have you ever looked into fasting and thought, I love the benefits, but I can't go days without eating? Well, that's where Prolon comes in, transforming the fasting experience with a plant-based nutrition program that tricks your cells into thinking they're fasting without actually having to stop eating. Developed through decades of research at the University of Southern California Longevity Institute, Prolon is not just another diet, it's a scientifically backed program designed to support your body's natural processes. Now keep in mind, this isn't about cutting out food, it's about providing your body with the right nutrients to enter a fasting state while still eating. The program includes snacks, soups, and beverages, all carefully designed to support healthy blood sugar levels, cardiovascular health, and even reduce abdominal fat. And the convenience? Well, it's unmatched. Everything you need comes in one box delivered right to your doorstep. Thousands of doctors now recommend Prolon for its health benefits, backed by Nobel Prize winning science. So if you're looking for a way to kickstart your health journey with all the benefits of fasting and none of the hunger, Prolon is the answer. And right now, Prolon is offering a Productive Conversation listeners 10% off their five-day nutrition program. Go to prolonlife.com slash timecrafting. That's P-R-O-L-O-N life.com slash timecrafting for this special offer. Again, that's prolonlife.com slash timecrafting. Check it out today. Ever caught yourself marveling at the seamless magic of everyday tech, like how noise-canceling headphones block out the world or the sheer bliss of meeting-free Fridays? Now imagine if there was a way to bring that kind of magic into selling online. Well, guess what? There is, and it's called Shopify. From the moment you decide to launch your online shop to opening your first physical store, and even when you're pinching yourself because, yes, you just hit a million orders, Shopify is there to guide your growth. Whether you're selling shipping supplies or the latest productivity tools, Shopify supports you everywhere with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. The checkout? Oh, it's a breeze for your customers, converting up to 36% better than other platforms. And with Shopify Magic, your AI-powered assistant, you're selling more with way less effort. And you won't be alone in your Shopify journey because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., supporting giants like Allbirds and Brooklinen and millions of entrepreneurs across 175 countries. Their award-winning support is always there, making sure businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. 
and yours can be one of those businesses. And for those looking to level up, Shopify's endless integrations and third-party apps from on-demand printing to chatbots ensure your business is always ahead of the curve. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash timecrafting now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash timecrafting. The key. And I mean, the biggest thing you bring up there, which is, uh, you know, Cal Newport talks about this in, in deep work is this attention residue, right? Like you are, you, and what I loved also about the folders, which we're going to get to right now, uh, because I've, I've long said, and you dive in way deeper, um, is the way that we fold our emails is completely wrong. I mean, you go to the GTD method, which you talk about the getting things done methodology and, and the reason I'll, I'll say the reason that that won't work. And you, you say it as well, is that you, you spend more time moving things from folder to folder than you actually would be, uh, you know, actually dealing with them. And the problem is, is again, there's, there's that much more friction. And so it creates less flow. And the whole idea behind the stack method is flow. And, and when you, I, I wrote down literally mode based emails, rewiring email habits, mode based emails. Cause that's what, when I looked at the five folders, which I'm going to get you to, to reveal here, um, they were, I knew, I knew exactly what those folders meant. I didn't know what was in them, but I knew what they meant. And that was the trigger to keep flow going. So can you talk about number one, um, the, the folders, number two, the more fascinating thing to me, which I'm like, yes, of course, when you stop using those folders at a certain point in the day, because at, at some point in the day, you're like, yeah, folders, they're there, but I'm done with them. And thirdly, um, what if these folders don't work for everybody? Like, what if they don't? Okay. All right. <laughs> so, By the way, those who can't, aren't seeing this, I can see Rashad's face going, oh, good. Oh, good. Oh, good. Like, he's, get, he's getting into it. So go ahead. All right. So, um, okay. So the first concept uh, to answer those three questions we, we, uh, we talked about is that you have to stop or my big revolution revelation uh, was that emails aren't messages, they're actions, right? Yeah. So there's five uh, primary types of actions, reply, do, meet, review, remind. You know, those are the, the five primary um, uh, actions, you know, if you will. Now, um, these actions are not a one size fits all. And that was one of the big lessons that I had in in uh, in teaching the stack method. You know, I showed people these folders and then I would watch how they were using it and something just wasn't quite clicking. And I realized that um, there's no silver bullet. What people needed to do is customize the folders to fit their particular workflow. If you're a... Um, uh, in the stock market, you might have a trade folder. You might, if you're an accountant, you might have an invoice folder. Um, you might have a scan folder. If you're an admin, you, you know, there's various different folders that you can put together. Um, but the key is you want to have a, a succinct set of action folders to put your emails into based on the type of job that you're doing. So 
Um, and by the way, that's why if you go to stackmethod.com and watch the videos, it takes about an hour to get through the videos. When I was initially teaching it, I would show people the technique in about 15 minutes, but it wouldn't stick because right. they didn't understand how to customize the folders and the kind of the rules that went along with it. Right, so right, right. to address the mode-based folder thing. Now, um, the, the, what I've found is, is that um, what the mode-based folders do, just like you were saying, is they prime you to take action on the emails inside. Every time you get a new email, you open it, you scan it, and then you have to decide what to do. And then you have to actually take the action. So you're going through these four steps. If you leave everything in your inbox, you're going through those four steps over and over and over again. And that's, by the way, about three seconds per email. And if you get 100 emails a day, that's a week's uh, 25,000 emails a year, it's weeks of your time, right? Yeah. So when you put them into these action folders, you're making the decision once. And so then when you're in the folder, you're primed to take action. And even if you decide that you're not going to take action that day, it's okay. You still don't have to go through those first three steps. Now, to address that second part of your question, when um, the, the process of the stack method is to start out uh, your day or end your day, depending on when you want to do it. But let's say we're starting out our day. You empty your inbox into the action folders. You'd open your reply folder. You'd reply to those emails, archive and trash, move on to your do folder and straight down the list until you're done. Right. Okay. Um, now from that point forward, if, if I was designing an email system, I would change the word inbox to active conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Inbox but, is a stupid term. It's a, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a dumb term at that point because you've gotten closure on everything in the past over the rest of the day, emails are going to come in, different people are going to reply. The various threads are going to happen. These are your active conversations. If you put them back in your folders, you're not going to have the same gains that you experienced of batch processing those emails. So it's best to treat them in this new, in a new, in a new way with this different context of act of active conversations. And, um, you know, if you do that, you end up being uh, very efficient with respect to, uh, to your emails. And then to that, to that end, what, when I was going through the video series, which by the way, it, it takes a while, but number one, you can go to, because they're Vimeo videos, you can go to 1.2. So if you, if, and you speak slowly enough that you can actually get through them a little bit quicker if you want, if you have enough email management experience, like I was able to do. Um, but secondly, um, the one thing that, again, you'll see those little highlights pop up, like the fact that you say, here's the workflow, you go through, you know, you go through your inbox, you move them to the folders. Then once you've dealt with the folders and you're in your inbox, like you said, the active conversations piece, that piece of friction is where I think a lot of people get caught up as they think, oh, well, I have to constantly move things into folders. And that's a big no. And, and so by doing that, what I loved is that, is that. The, the hesitance or the bias to say, oh, I'm constantly moving things into folders then, which by the way, people are doing when they use people and when they, because they're adding, you bring this up, infinite amount of folders. And by the way, this happens whether you use people's names or roles, because if you say, oh, well, it's the CEO or the sales department, now all of a sudden, but what if you have to talk to Bill in the sales department? Now you're putting subfolders in there. And you and I both know that if you're looking for emails and they're in those folders, uh, all email apps are, are take longer to index when you have more folders. They just do. And so um, what you've got here, and I've talked about this before, this idea of the Goldilocks factor, the too, too hard, too soft, just right, your folders, and you bring this up with everything. 
the order that you're supposed to work through them, the amount of folders that you could have, all that. You need to find your just right. And the flexibility and sustainability of the stack method is what, what absolutely floored me. Now, the point I want to find out in terms of because you have project management background and you, and you have dealt with task management is I am not a fan of using your email management program, your email app as a task manager. That said, I do recognize that every message is an action. So there are tasks in it. What about people who, what do you do for people who are saying, these are great. I have all these actions. Some of them can be dealt with in email, but we have this task management system. We use ClickUp or Asana or Monday. Um, yeah. How, first off, how do you reconcile that yourself? Because when I went through the video series, I'm like, there's no way that I think, I mean, you've got to be using some, for, with, with the kind of stuff, you can't solely manage tasks inside of email. So I, I, for those who go through the video and they come back here and go, oh, so he just uses emails to manage tasks. I want you to dispel that myth or, or double down on it or double Gemini down on it now. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I do not recommend email to manage tasks. Um, I do recommend email to manage one-off tasks that aren't related to projects or activities or operations or other systems within email itself. Somebody asked me for something specific. I don't want to, I don't need to put it into a task system. I can uh, schedule time on my calendar from my email program and deal with that one-off task right now. There are a lot of times where I get tasks that come in and um, via email and I realize it's part of a project or it might even be just part of a sales conversation. And so I'll take those tasks and I'll move them into you know, our task management system. We're using Smartsheet right now, mm-hmm. or I'll move them into Pipedrive, which is our CRM system, and, um, and I'll offload them there. So for example, um, a customer uh, emails me, uh, they want a proposal. I send them back the proposal, I archive that email, and then I go into my CRM system and add the task for doing the follow-up. That's a much better use of of managing these things. Now, if I want to follow up on the proposal, my CRM system will trigger that task. Then I'll go to the email, uh, you know, back to back to uh, Gmail or uh, Outlook or whatever system I'm using at the time, and uh, find that email and then respond. So that way, none of my folders get cluttered, and I'm able to basically efficiently work through this. So, yeah, and I think conver- you need a much different approach. Well, and conversely. It also helps you because we use front for email management uh, here uh, with with my company. And what what we do is by having a really solid email management workflow, because that's really what we're talking about here. This method is it allows you to trust that method. So that way, because the worst thing that used to happen, we've seen this before, especially with getting things done, get it out of your inbox and into your trusted task management system. Oh, well, this is an email and it's got an action. Yeah, it's a 30-second action. Yeah, but I've got to get in or it's 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 two minutes and 30 seconds. So it's 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 under the two-minute rule or whatever you want to say. Oh, we got to get this into OmniFocus or into Asana. And all of a sudden you then you go into your task manager, because let's face it, most people do start their day with email and then they go to their task manager. Not necessarily the best way to do it, but again, there's nuance to everybody's workflows, right? Um and and 
who who are we to judge the way that you do it? It's our job is to and, and your job and with the stack method is to say here's how you do this. The thing is is that if you keep moving emails into your task manager, all of a sudden your task manager is overloaded, and then you run into that paralysis issue there. With the stack method, what I've noticed and what I saw is you've got that balance, right? Of like, okay, I can trust leaving this here inside of email because I know I can rely on it. It's not going to fall through the cracks. And you actually use the word, I get my emails done and my email gets, nothing falls through the cracks. Whereas if, and same thing with your task management tools. So um, I think a lot of people struggle with frameworks in this stuff, right? They just, they, they get so caught up in the doing in the let's check off as many boxes as possible that they're wondering, are they doing it in the best way possible? Um, for those who have adopted the stack method, organizationally, yes. But why, what was the, what have you noticed with people who have done it both organizationally, like inside of a larger organization, but also if you're like, Hey, I'm, I'm run my own business and I need a better way to handle all these incomings because it's just me against the world when it comes to this stuff. Like, what are some of the things that you've heard? Um, so um, the most remarkable thing, uh, which is not something that I, I, I planned on, but something that we found out through uh, time studies over the years is so, so um, when I'm going to kind of wrap this up back mm. into that concept of that, of, of a system that you can trust, sure. right? So it takes 15 minutes to warm up on a task and then 10 minutes of concentration to produce meaningful output. So if you're constantly getting pinged by email or Slack or anything else, it's distracting you and fragmenting your thinking. And suddenly like a one hour task is gonna take you two or three hours to get done, right? I'm sure everybody's experienced uh, mm -hmm. that. And um, so once people trust the system, they're confident in being able to let go of their email and batch process it at just a few times over the course of the day, maybe at nine, then maybe for a half an hour at lunch and, you know, maybe once at the end of the day, you know, or just in the morning at the end of the day, whatever it is. But because of that trust factor, they're no longer um, in their email constantly. There's one uh, person, uh, Erica Gap said that her biggest revelation was that email lost its power over her. Right. And what this has translated to based on self-reported time studies of people that have mastered the method is about 200 to 250 hours a year in terms of time savings. So people are coming back to me and saying, I got back a month to a month and a half of my year. It's in it. That's that's kind of astonishing to me as just kind of a, a a learner. But I understand it based on the way that uh, we're working in these kind of distraction driven uh, environments. You know how that's possible. Um, and I think the other thing people are have noted is that it expands their creativity uh, and their their focus. Um, we had one uh, COO uh, who mentioned that. Um, every time he wants to do something creative, he stacks first because then his mind is clear and then he's really able to focus on the strategic aspects of his job. And so I think that's the other really key um, difference is that once you take care of that low grade fever and you feel and you've and you've achieved closure, you can become a much better expression of yourself in, in, in all sorts of different ways. And you'll have a lot more time for that expression to apply itself to your work over the course of a year. 
I think one of the things that you touched on is letting go of the letting go of emails and, and having the control be removed and you have greater command over, over not just your email, but your time and all the other things that come with the elements of your work. Um, go back to that idea of Yesterbox that Tony Shea talked about. And he said he answers all, he, he was answer all his emails that came in up until today. And then today's would be, they would wait. Like he would deal with the ones that were absolutely important, but the ones that weren't urgent, he would leave until the next day or whatever. And when I mentioned that to a few people, they're like, how, how could you do that? How could you, how could you, like, I, I need to know that all my emails that have come in for today have been taken care of. And when you go through this video series, which again, and, and we only touched on, I mean, we can't go through all the elements of, of, of the stack method in this conversation, nor would I want to, because the way that you do it through the video series is just so compelling. Plus there's a lot of other downloadables there and stuff. And, and I mean, I could tell you that once you go through that series, there, there's other options available to you that you will definitely want to leverage because like you said, it's got to stick. And we, the way we've been trained to use technology, especially because email, again, it's such a delusion. It's so easy. It, it would have been better if we we're all given a class before email was invented going, here's what's coming. All right. So those happy Monday emails that you want to send, don't send those. They're not, <laughs> they immediately make Monday not happy. Like, but, but, but now we're the, the you know, the, 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 the genie's out of the bottle, right? So, and it has been for many, many years now. And what I appreciate about the stack method is it's thoughtful. It is simple. It's not easy at first because we've been so battle trained to handle email a certain way. Um, it's, it has all the elements that I love in, in a, in a technique, durable, sustainable, flexible. Um, and I, I attribute it to the fact that you've given it a lot of thought, but you also have some compassion and understanding and experience in the realm where email seems to flood and overwhelm, um, with things like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, what about like, you know, like notifications, you don't bring up notifications just to be clear. Cause one of the biggest common things you see in blog posts are turn off all email notifications. And I got to say it's, it's, it's absolutely spot on advice, but it's not the first thing you should do because <laughs> can let, let's, let's wrap up. Why is you mention it? You say like notifications, like that's one of the things, but you don't mention it until the very last video. Why? Why did you wait until the very end to say, hey, the first thing you should do is, and it's not turn off all notifications? Um, well, you know, for, first of all, when I see people write about turning off notifications, a lot of times it's just gimmicky. And, and you know, it doesn't really, that's not really a solution, Well, it's right? easy, but it's not simple because yeah. people, again, to that end, it's a hack, right? And hacks- yeah. Hacks don't work sustain over the long term, right? Yeah, they're not sustainable. They're not, they don't make for a complete productivity system. Right. But if you just go in right away and tell people to turn off their notifications, everyone's gonna be like, no way. I can't, I don't, you know, forget like, about this. It's like don't and, answer email first thing in the morning. That used to be yeah. something I would say all the time. And then some customer service rep said, My job is customer service. I literally have to Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, except for you. And then you're like, and then they're like, but what about me? I do this. Like th those those one size fits all. There is no one size yeah. fits all, right? Yeah. Well, with with notifications, to to get to the point where 
somebody feels like they can turn off the notifications and kind of reclaim their attention in these larger buckets of time, they have to trust the system. And so the notifications are brought in at the very end because they have to feel that sense of completeness, that sense of um, um, of trust in the in the in, in all of the aspects of the stack method um, to know that it will cover them if they use it in, as intended. And then if that's the case and you're using the system, your notifications won't matter. So go ahead and shut them off. You'll be good to go. And so that's that's kind of why they're they're brought in at the end. Gotcha. Speaking of notifications. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. That's my that's that's my uh, rice cooker. <laughs> but the great thing, so there that's actually that's perfect. We're gonna leave that in because one of the things that that you bring up. First off, notifications, you and I both know are alerts. They're not commands. That's that's a big thing. Secondly, yeah. when you're doing this training, and I and I really appreciated this, and I think that anyone who goes through this this method, and this is, by the way, this is not an infomercial or anything like that. I was just so enthralled with the fact that this this the stack method is an email workflow that I think, like I said, right off the top, literally my new favorite email method. And and it's and just for it, so it, for everybody's clarification, it's free. It's free. Yeah. So like you don't have to yeah. Yeah. There's the nine major videos. There's over 30 how to and setup videos, downloadable guides. I don't ask for your email. There's nope. no paywall. There's no firewall. It's it's all free. So yeah. So, and uh, you mentioned in the in the introductory video why. And and I, I definitely want if you want to know why Go watch the video and then come back and tell us why. Um, why did why did Prashant make this free? But what I loved is we just the rice cooker that just went off. You use real world, like everyone can relate to examples to kind of make people go, oh, oh, like I never thought about it that way. I think you bring up the socks versus the mugs thing, right? Like yeah. just things that people do in their daily, everyday life that breaks a pattern of thought around some of the things that they might be doing with email that maybe are kind of broken or are at least not serving them to the, in the best way possible. And you use cla like a classic pattern break to go like, would you do this with this? And you're like, well, no, of course not. Well, then why are you doing this with this? Right. And I, I really appreciate that because I think that's one of the pathways to get people to break some of these, these bad habits and the biases that they have around and the beliefs that they have around the way email works. Right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, um, that's 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 definitely the case. Um, all right, as as we wrap up, uh, the first step I I normally ask the guests like, what's the first thing you should do when you're done listening to this episode, this conversation, to get you going in the right direction with what we talked about? You don't have to say it. We've said it a bunch of times. Go to the link in the podcast app you're listening to in the show notes on the podcast page or go to and go ahead, Prashant, tell us the link. Yeah, go to stackmethod.com and uh, you can basically get everything you need to kind of take back control uh, of your mind from uh, email. Free, it's all completely free. Um, I, anyone who's listened to this show for a while knows that um, I don't lean heavily into frameworks, apps, anything like that. Normally it's our conversations revolve around, you know, like philosophical discussions, things like that. I got to do both with you today. I got to talk about like the geeky techie, like frameworky stuff that I love to talk about that I do with my clients and, you know, in my work and all that stuff. But I also got to talk about the philosophical approaches where I literally 
There's only been two experiences late in the past, I'd say six months where I was able to nod my head in agreement with the person, even though they couldn't see me doing it. Oliver Berkman's 4,000 weeks when I was listening to him read the audiobook to me and watching you deliver your videos going, Oh, yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So thank you so much for taking the time to join me on, on the episode and on this program today. Where can people other than going to the stack where can people learn more about you and keep up with what you're doing? Uh, so um, you can go to doublegemini.com and uh, another really good uh, resource on doublegemini.com is we have a productivity newsletter. So that's, uh, uh, we call it productivity for all. And it's just thoughts and ideas and musings that I have on uh, all topics, productivity, much like, much like yours, uh, Mike. And uh, so, uh, you know, good, good place to kind of uh, keep in touch and, uh see what we're up to and, and hopefully learn a few things that might help. And the next time in New I'm in New York, we're going to have to get together and have a mug of coffee or maybe something else. <laughs> I would love that. Absolutely would love that. Thanks for having a productive conversation with me today. Thank you so much for having me on the, on the show, Mike. I, I just, I love the approach and the, the learner's mind and, you know, the, the ambiance of the show itself. Uh, it's just so lovely to be here. Thank you. I told you email management, uh, Prashant gets it and you want to check out the stack method. So if you want to check out the stack method and all the other things we talked about, go to productivities.com slash podcast four, three, three. And that way you can get the ball rolling. Another vault episode next week. If you are a fan of Todoist, uh, or task management, but Todoist specifically, you don't want to miss that one. Uh, make sure you subscribe. It's an episode from the vault. And if you've been a longtime user of Todoist, I think it's going to be an interesting one for you to listen to. So make sure you check it out. Uh, that's it for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And until next time, I'm Mike Vardy, the host of A Productive Conversation, reminding you to stop doing productive and start being productive, even with your email. <laughs> I'll see you later. <laughs>